Welcome to the Sydney Hollis Show. <laughs> I see you've got your tits out. <laughs> oh, why start with that? Well, here even humans, here's the deal. I was thinking the other day, there are just like those stupid jokes that you hear in your life, and you hear them once, and they're like the dumbest thing you've ever heard, and you kind of hate them. And sometimes they stick with you. In, in my case, and, and not for what I just said to you, but the things I'm about to reveal. In my case, these things have stuck with me for years. And then I thought of that the other day and I was like, well, this is just as dumb as those. You know, you say it once, maybe it'll stick. I don't know. I see you've got your tits out. I see you've got your fist out. So say your peace and get out. Of course, you know, Jerry Garcia is singing, I see you've got your fists out. <laughs> I mean, I prefer to say, I see you've got your tits out, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> but humans, it made me think. There's just some jokes you hear over the years that are like corny, stupid. The person who tells you that you don't particularly care for, or maybe you do, but it's just not the funniest thing in the world, and yet they stick with you. And I've got a couple of examples here. Of course, we're going to welcome to the Sydney Hall Show once again. We're going to get to the content. We're going to get to the beef. I hope you're not still eating beef, you know, with all the water it wastes, you know, now that we're confronted by climate collapse. Anyone that says climate change is stuck in the dark ages. Nevertheless, we're going to get to the content of the show. But humans, every now and then, you know, you hear a corny joke. And it might be from someone you dislike. And it might just be the stupidest thing you ever heard. But for some reason, I, at least in my case, I can never forget it. Now, the first one happened to be from a guy I liked. A guy I knew in college. And how, in college, I drank a lot of Miller High Life. You know, I was searching for identity. And I was like, well, I mean, I drink cheap beer because that's all I can afford to drink. And then... You know, I just drank a lot of High Life, and then it almost became like my thing for a little while. Um, at least in my tiny, tiny yet huge friend group. Um, and I was like, oh, I'll just be the guy that drinks High Life, you know, and I'll save the beer boxes and tack them up to my wall and be so cool. And this one buddy of mine, older guy, was always like, <laughs> you enjoying that Miller Low Life? Hey, let's get a Miller Low Life. And for whatever reason, I mean, I just see a High Life and then I just start joking to myself, Miller Low Life, like in my head. Like I had Miller High Life on Saturday night. Humans, of course, I'm recording this on Thursday, February 8th. The earliest you can hear it is Friday, February 9th. But I had a couple of Miller High Lifes last Saturday night. And I couldn't help but say to myself, yeah, I was just by myself in a bar. I couldn't help but say to myself, Miller Low Life. I, and I was like, you know, what else am I going to have? Am I going to go IPA? 
you know, I'm drinking Miller High Life for four dollars a bottle, five dollars a bottle. Should I should I do a Pabst can for a dollar off, or should I stick with these long necks? I was like, I think you want a low life, dude. You know, I just it stuck with me. Similarly, there was a dude I knew when I first well, a dude I worked with. I I, I don't. I don't wish I knew this guy. This guy was pretty boring. But, you know, you live in New York City. And it's... It can be the most boring conversation you ever have. Like, what train do you live off of? You know, I guess it's like asking someone in college what their major is. It's just like, sure, dude, sure. Like, (laughs) tell me what your commute's like. But, I mean, this is a guy I worked with, and you do run out of things to talk about at work, so maybe it wasn't as bad as talking about someone's train line at a party. Um, But we got to talking or something. He's like, oh, yeah, I live in Carroll Gardens. And I was like, oh, what train is that off of? Oh, it's off the F train. Okay. He's like, you know what the F stands for? I was like, what? He's like, fucking slow. And the funny thing was, like, when he first asked me that, I he caught me. He caught me off guard because I was like, I don't think they have. Like, in my mind, I was like, I don't think they have things they stand for. You know, like, there's just a bunch of letters and a bunch of numbers. I don't think they, like, have, you know, I think they're symbols. I don't think that's, like, a thing. So when he started to tell me that, I was almost, like, What's he going to say? Because I'm already prepared not to believe him. Because I think they're just symbols. Like, well, who knows what he's going to say? And it certainly wasn't him expecting him to say, fucking slow. <laughs> you know what the F train stands for? What, dude? What? I was, I was curious. I was apprehensive. And then he hit me with fucking slow. <laughs> I think that's the lamest thing I've ever heard. Well, up there with the lamest things I've ever heard. And yet, to this day, I'm like waiting on the, like, the F train is near my job. And and you guys know me. I'm a cyclist at heart. And I'm a cyclist in practice. Uh, you know, I bike to work like 99, 99, maybe 98% of the time. You can count the, the uh, times I've taken the train. Uh, on two hands. In you know, in this calendar year, I got a little sick, as you guys know. But I've, I've, whatever, you get it. But I was waiting on the F train just yesterday. <laughs> yeah, just see that orange or that white F surrounded with an orange circle, and I'm like, there it is, fucking slow, <laughs> like. That one stupid comment that some guy said to me at a job I had between the years of 2006 and 2011 has stuck with me all these years later. One comment by one unfunny guy. And so I just got to thinking, and I was like, well, maybe I see you've got your tits out. We'll stick, you know? Maybe we're just never going to hear touch of gray the same maybe we're never gonna watch the video of the uh skeletons of the members of the grateful dead you know bouncing around animatronically singing i see you got your tits out and how about that jerry impression huh 
I see you've got your tits out. <laughs> and three, two, one. Here come the Grateful Dead people. Here come the Deadheads. Dude, Sid, I like the show fine. It's one thing when you talk about Hess trucks that are like police cars with battering rams. Like, I get that, man. And it's one thing, you know, when you make fun of whatever. But don't come for Jerry. Don't come for the dead. But certainly don't come for Jerry. Okay? Por favor? Please? And thank you? Thank Thanks in advance. Hey, dude, thanks in advance for not messing with Jerry anymore, all right? I like listening to your show, and if I had to draw a line in the sand, you'd be on the other side, all right? <laughs> I see you've got your tits out, so say your piece and get out. Now, that would be Triumph the Insult Comic Dog doing the Jerry Garcia. <laughs> I see you've got your tits out. So, humans, let's get to it. Let's get to it. Let's get to it. Happy Super Bowl week. Happy Super Bowl week. We're going in to the big game. Do we have plans? Are you going to let me know your plans? Are you going to maybe give me some compelling audio from your party? You know, listen, in the age of climate collapse, in the freaking second weekend of February, I'm sure that plenty of Plenty of and many a Super Bowl party has like a fire pit outside where you can get out for a little toke. Maybe just enjoy like a like a craft beer out by the fire. I mean, you don't want to miss Usher, right? You don't want to miss Usher. But I'm sure you can come up with a time to, to pop outside, get us a little compelling audio. Or better yet, get compelling audio of your Super Bowl party. Who knows? But we got the big game. And what would the big game be? without an issue over the playing surface. And we've been talking about this for over a year now. We talked about the playing surface last year, and then it was a problem. You know us, humans. You know me. You know yourselves. What do we have in common? We have our finger on the pulse of society. Sid does! <laughs> so we're going to talk some Super Bowl playing surface. You know, it's, we're going to talk some Super Bowl playing surface. We're going to talk a little Super Bowl. We're going to talk a little Super Bowl. Weeks ago, weeks ago, I said, listen, Taylor Swift is everywhere. She's also, now I'm not saying I love her being everywhere. I'm just saying. She's earned it. She's been a star forever, you know? She's had albums forever. She's worked her way to being this mega, mega star. And I was saying how, you know, Travis Kelsey's getting shoved down our throats these days. It's in like three to four different commercials per game. You know, you watch a Chiefs game, well, get ready. You're going to see Mahomes... Andy Reid and Patrick Kelsey in some commercials. Then you're going to see a lot of Kelsey in other commercials. And it's just, I was explaining, I've got a little Kelsey fatigue. Well, humans, I may have another kind of fatigue. And then, of course, 
Like we always say, we have our finger on the pulse of society. I see you got your fist out. Oops, wrong clip. Sid does. We've been talking about beach shades. We've been talking about beach shades forever. We've been talking about the dangers of the traditional umbrella. You know, we had a guy come on here, Alex French, Alex from Brooklyn. All right. Funny guy, nice guy, close personal friend of mine. And he told us his hair, he was so generous, right? Humans to share with us his harrowing tale of nearly being neutered, <laughs> of nearly being neutered, castrated by a umbrella gone rogue by one of those umbrellas that you see go end over end at the beach and it landed in his crotch, not didn't hit his penis or his scrotum. But, like, landed an inch from those items. And we talked about the dangers of the beach umbrella. Now, some humans, Celeste in Park City, they called in and said they do they do like the beach umbrella, the traditional beach umbrella. It's easier to gather under, you know, 360 degrees of gathering space. It's not some square. So we've, we've heard it all, but we've talked about the dangers. Well, there's a much... Much, much more dangerous beach umbrella being proposed, humans. And it may not just be another human's scrotum and penis that get hurt this time. So we're going to talk about that. All right, so let's get to the field surface. You know, those of you, we have a wide-ranging... We have a huge swath. We have a great population. We have a diverse group that listens to this show. We all have different interests, and yet we come together here in the hideaway. Of course, that's what we call the place where we break bread, where we are now. And we all have different interests and in things. But those of you that are you know, really into sports, you already know this. But I, I bet you were thinking, geez, I hope we talk about it. And those of you that don't, you may not know this. Both teams, the Kansas City Chiefs and the San Francisco 49ers, showed up to Las Vegas for the Super Bowl. They got there like Sunday night. <laughs> what a shame, right? Travis Kelsey couldn't be at the Grammys. Um, and the Kansas City Chiefs, their practice facility is the Las Vegas Raiders. You know, of course, the Oakland Raiders moved to Las Vegas. So the Kansas City Chiefs practice facility for the week is the Oakland Raiders practice facility. And the San Francisco 49ers practice facility for the week is the uh, University of Nevada, Las Vegas, the UNLV. Uh, I think they're the Wolves. And I'm going to feel stupid if I'm wrong, but I'm not going to look it up, humans. Anyway... <laughs> the Lobos. <laughs> um, the 49ers are miffed. They were earlier in the week. I mean, I'm sure they're still miffed, but whatever. Their practice surface, I'm paraphrasing here, sucks. 
So apparently UNLV plays on artificial turf. But the NFL had sod laid on the artificial turf so that the Niners could practice on grass. As it turns out, just like last year, the Super Bowl would be played indoors, but on natural grass. It's on it's another field. It's on one of those rollers. They claim they've gotten it right this time around. I just read an article in the Sporting News. Yes, the Sporting News still exists. It's always sucked, but it still exists. I bought like a sporting news book about like hockey records once at a book fair. And even as like a 13 year old with my little check from my mom for like $8 at the book fair, I felt like a buffoon buying something from the sporting news. And yet here I am 42 years young. (laughs) Just like, all right, I'll click on the first thing that comes up about playing surfaces. (laughs) The sporting news. Better than Deadspin, I suppose. Um, where were we? So anyway, humans, the the Niners, the Niners practice facility at the University of Nevada, Las Vegas, is sod on top of artificial turf. And at the beginning of this week, they were like, you know, I in some press conferences saying they were annoyed about it, and who knew. Who knew? The NFL has some kind of a metric, some kind of a scale for measuring the hardness of a field. And, uh, you know, who knows what the hell. But apparently, most fields are in the 70s, NFL fields, like the, the like average. They're, they're always in the 70s, or that's what it's supposed to be. You know, the same way that NFL footballs are supposed to be filled out to a certain PSI. And, of course, we've all lived through Deflategate. (laughs) So, apparently, NFL fields are supposed to be some certain hardness. And this is ranking, and that's around 70-something. And this this practice field is ranking 50. And they're miffed. They're miffed. I'm miffed, too, dude. I'm freaking miffed, too. You just, how hard is it to get it right? The biggest game of the year, you know, as a fanatic of the National Football League, for better, for worse, probably for worse, you know, you spend, you invest all this time, watch all these games, and then you're like, yeah, we'd hope they'd get it right. And then they just, they blow it. I mean, it. If someone were to say to me, hey, Sid, I think I'm going to put sod on top of artificial turf, I would say that's just a bad idea. You know? (laughs) Who thought that was a good idea? Now, I mean, I'm assuming these guys are resting. They've played an entire season, you know? Probably just trying to get the reps in, get the practice stuff in, learn the other team's defense. I don't know what you do the week leading up to the Super Bowl. But, you know, they're in prime. It's not like they're having to practice on this field for three months and get into, like, shape. They're already in shape. But, I mean, it's just still bullshit. And here we are once again talking about the practice surface or the playing surface. (laughs) Remember last year? We talked all about it and the field was coming apart. 
So they say they've gotten the surface correct for the game. They say they're doing something different than they did last year. We shall see, won't we, humans? Because, one, it's one of those things on rollers. So supposedly, you know, it spends most of the time outside getting sun and rain and this and that and this and that. But Vegas is a desert. So, you know, any grass that grows there is like artificially watered anyway. Except this week, California and that whole region, including Las Vegas, got like that insane downpour. We can only hope they rolled that damn thing inside for a little bit. I hope. I mean, who knows? So we'll see. The Swifties are all going to be watching the game, waiting for them to show T-Dog. We're all going to be on Swift Watch. Is she going to make it from Tokyo to Las Vegas in time for the game? And yet us humans are like, I don't care about Taylor. Show me the playing surface. Show me the grass. Did the 49ers get a fair deal? And isn't it interesting? Who knows how they come up with this, right? But isn't it interesting that the Chiefs got the better? I mean, let's face it. One team got an NFL team's practice facility, and one got a college practice facility. And we're not talking SEC. They're not at Florida or Alabama, you know, or Tennessee. Thank you very much. They're at UNLV, which is fine. But it's not a Michigan. It's not a an Ohio State. It's not a Florida State. But the Chiefs got the Chiefs got the better field. Is this to placate the Swifties? Is this to placate the Swifties? Would the Swifties have thrown a fit if Travis Kelsey was on the the field that's at a hardness of fifty? That's grass on top of artificial turf. Is this to placate the Swifties? Because the other thing is like the Chiefs and the Raiders divisionally are like huge rivals. No, not not in you know any recent times, but divisionally. So what the hell? You would want like your division rival practicing at your space? I mean, I'm sure the Raiders didn't get to choose, but like, I don't know. Smell a rat? I smell a rat. You would just think overall, like you don't want to mix division. Like why would you... I would just say, oh, wait, these guys are division opponents. Well, they should have the shittier, not shittier, but they shouldn't have the Raiders thing. Let's have, I don't get it, humans. I don't get it. Anyway, we shall see. We shall see. And speaking of the big game, I've got fatigue. I'm worn out. I love football, but I don't know where to go here. (sighs) Humans have been in New York 17 years. I'm from the South. But I'm becoming more and more of a New Yorker. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) this isn't a brag. But you go to the ER in a town, and you're like, in a town where you've lived, and you're like, shit, well, now I I know which eight... Now I know which emergency room I go to, you know? I've gone to that hospital for hospital for a surgery. Now I've gone in a pinch. I'm like, okay, I guess I'm in a New Yorker. I guess I'm an NYU Langone medical guy, you know? And as a New Yorker, 
I hate California. <laughs> As an East Coaster, I hate California. Of course, you guys know I'm from Savannah, Georgia, born and raised. On the Atlantic Ocean, New York City on the Atlantic Ocean. I hate California. I'm not pulling for the 49ers. No fucking way. And so I look to the other side. Okay, the Chiefs. But if I've got to be honest, is it the last few years? You know, does this go back to Super Bowl of 2020 before the pandemic, before the world changed? Is this all the damn commercials with Mahomes, with Andy Reid, with Travis Kelsey? (laughs) With Taylor Swift's boyfriend? Humans, I don't want to pull for the 49ers. I do not want to pull for California. And yet, I've got Chiefs fatigue. I've got... Chiefs fatigue. Chiefs fatigue. It it just, it reminds me of that scene, by the way, I think this is one of the funnier scenes in Jerry Maguire, which, which I love. That's that's one of those movies that I did not see in the theaters. And then it was so much, so heavily quoted. The song, you know, Secret Garden by Bruce was everywhere. You Complete Me was everywhere. And when I miss the boat on something, I just, I hate it. You know, I'm stubborn. I'm jealous. That's me. I can admit it. And I'd like to say I'm working on it, but I'm not. You know, I didn't see Ace Ventura when it came out. And, you know, as someone who was like 12 or 13 when Ace Ventura came out, Every single person, girls and guys, in all of my classes in middle school were, like, quoting Ace Ventura. And I was like, well, they suck. They're stupid, you know, because I hadn't seen it, and I was convinced that they were lame. Now, they probably were, but still. And then Dumb and Dumber came out, and I was like, oh, I like Jim Carrey. I just liked the better movie. Now, this was having not seen Ace Ventura. Uh... Then I finally saw Ace Ventura, like the end of my eighth grade year. So I'd missed the boat, you know, however many, however length of time, whatever length of time that was in middle school. Maybe it was only a year, maybe it was a year and a half, maybe it was two, I don't know. I finally saw it and I was dying laughing and I was cracking up. Now I still prefer Dumb and Dumber, but it's a great, I think it's a very funny movie as well. Uh, But I was just had a chip on my shoulder and I thought it sucked. And I was like, you're all idiots for quoting this. And I felt the same way about Jerry Maguire. (laughs) <laughs> but when I finally got around to seeing it, I really liked it. I rewatched it occasionally. But I think one of the unsung parts of that movie is when, uh, you know, the guy who's the projected first round pick, uh, Cushman, Frank Cushman, played by Jerry O'Connell. <laughs> he's like, you know, he's the projected first round pick. It's like the night before the draft or the night of the draft or something. Maybe the night before the draft. And uh, he's like, I got Cushlash. <laughs> First of all, that's an unsung line for that movie. And I love that line. And I never hear anyone quoting it. They're just always quoting, show me the money or, or, or this and that. Hey, it's Cush on the big TV again. Well, I'm sick of me already. I got Cushlash. <laughs> Cushlash, Cushlash, 
I just love it, dude. He's like, you know, popular. He's the projected first round pick, first number number one pick in the whole draft, not just first round. <laughs> His little brother, they're like at a hotel in Times Square. He's like, look, it's Kush on the big TV. Oh, I'm sick of myself already. I got Kush Lash. <laughs> I don't know. I just love, I love being so full of yourself that you insert your own name as having Lash. <laughs> I got Sid Lash, dude. <laughs> anyway, humans. Well, let's, let's hear that again, first of all. Let's just hear that again. Hey, it's Kush on the big TV again. Well, I'm sick of me already. I got Kush Lash. I got Chief Chief Slash Chief Slash Chief Slash Chief Slash Chief Slash Humans, I've got Chief Slash I've got Chief Slash Is it because they've been winning a lot? Is it because they've been so hyped to be winning so much? Is it like they were like Is it just all the television commercials? Excuse me, I was in and out there. I was rehanging my guitar. One of three, of course, humans. Uh, <laughs> I've got Chief Slash. Chief Slash, Chief Slash, Chief Slash. So I don't know who the heck I'm pulling for, man. I really don't know. And humans, I've been trying to save a little bit of money lately, so I haven't been sports gambling. Not that I was... I've, I've always been very upfront. I've never bet heavy. I've mostly just uh, two dollars, three dollars here. It's just kind of fun. Kind of changes the way you watch. This year I got a little loosey goosey with it. Ten bucks here, whatever. Uh, and 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 one day I got a little carried away. <laughs> but that was a long time ago. That was Labor Day weekend. Um, but for humans for the last three weeks I've been trying to save a little coin, so I haven't been sports gambling at all. And it was sort of I'm gonna. This is a cautionary tale. I was like, damn, it took me like a game or two or really like a week or two to get it out of my system. And again, I'm mostly the guy placing just a two or three dollar bet here and there just for fun, just to like, oh, like, let's see if my balance goes up or down or let's bet on these underdogs and turn two dollars into eight or whatever. And it was a little weird to to watch and then not have that little thing riding on. It shows you how addictive it can really showed me at least humans. How addictive it can really be. But I haven't been sports gambling in the last two or three weeks. And uh, frankly, frankly, I don't even know what the line is. I think the Niners are favored. Let's let's look it up, humans. Yeah, according to ESPN bets, it's one and a half points. The Niners are favored by one and a half points. I don't freaking know, man. I don't know who I'm pulling for. I mean... When the Chiefs first got good, I was like, cool, man. The Chiefs are good again. Like, Arrowhead Stadium. Like, back in the old days when I started really paying attention to Monday Night Football when I was, like, in middle school. Like, oh, yeah, the Chiefs had Derek Thomas. This and that. I was like, it's cool they're back. And, again, I'm not pulling for California. I'll tell you that much right now. I don't know. I don't know. If I was riding into Dear Abby, I'd sign this, like, confusedly in New York. Sid. Humans, 
I know by the time we re-meet, by the time we break bread again, the game will be over. But if you want to talk about if you're having trouble deciding who to pull for or what your method is, if you're not a fan of either of these teams, or hell, maybe you like one of these teams. Maybe you live in New York and you're like, how dare you, dude? Up to off, shit. I've liked the Niners since Joe Montana, dude. I've liked the freaking Niners since Joe Montana. Uh, just the name Jerry Rice ring a bell? All right, then. Cool. Tell us about it. Listener line at sydneyhollishow.com. Record into the voice memo app on your phone. Hit the share button. And email it to listenerline at sydneyhollishow.com. And you can send compelling audio from your Super Bowl party there. I don't know. What's the s- <laughs> What does the sound of a bag of Cool Ranch Doritos make, you know? And you pour them into a bowl. That's pretty compelling audio. I can hear it now. Chips hitting glass. And this is chips hitting glass. Um... Beach shades. Beach shades, beach umbrellas, parasols. I heard something alarming this week, humans. Now, you know me. This this won't age well, you know. Everything catches up with everyone. Facts are facts. I love tanning. I love getting in the sun. I wear SPF 15 may come back to haunt me. You know, if I live long enough, it really may come back to haunt me. I'm not a beach shade guy. I'm not an umbrella guy. I'm not one of these little flappy things. I'm not one of these things with tent poles that you put sand in and make weights out of. And, you know, as far as I'm concerned, the the fabric I bring to the beach belongs underneath me, you know, (laughs) not above me. And again, science is science. I probably sound like a buffoon, but that's the way it is. And we've learned the dangers of the beach umbrella. Of course, these these square things that are like catering tents, those don't fly the same way a beach umbrella does. And these newfangled things, they don't fly like a beach umbrella does. So they're not dangerous. They're not dangerous. But as you know, humans, I listen to WCBS Radio 880 FM here in New York. I stream it, of course. I do have a radio, but I stream it. And just the other day, there was someone on there, and they were talking about climate change. (laughs) How outdated. It's climate collapse. Wake up. They were talking about climate change erroneously. And this guy was saying that there's this proposal, and maybe some of you know about this. I'm sure a lot of you, I don't subscribe to the daily. I don't listen to the daily. I don't read the daily. I know it's some condensed, amazing way to get your news from the New York Times. Hopefully this was in the daily. (laughs) Let's just assume it was. So for those of you that listen to the daily, you know what I'm talking about. (laughs) But there's this proposal to make this like, you know, essentially massive beach umbrella and fly it into space and put it between us and the sun. And I don't, you know, 
I don't know how much of a piece of shade it will cast. I'm sure it's pretty minuscule. But apparently enough. Or supposedly it would be enough to, like, cut down on some kind of, you know, greenhouse this or that. And cut down on us, you know, overheating and all the things that come with that. And I guess to do a trial run... Humans, I could have read all this, but I'm going with what I heard, and we're keeping the damn thing moving, aren't we? To do a trial run, it's going to cost, like, you know, however many hundred million dollars, and then to build the real one's going to cost, like, however many billion dollars. And it's like, yeah, it's just you put this big shade between us and the sun, and, you know, the sun's so powerful, I guess it's not going to stop light from coming through necessarily, but it's going to stop something. And it's going to be great. If they can only get the funding. And, of course, that's where everything stops. Well, first off, not all of us want a beach umbrella, dude. First off, not all of us want a beach umbrella. Second off, beach umbrellas are dangerous. Now, this one's not going to come flying down the beach and come within one inch of someone's scrotum. But who knows, man? (laughs) I mean... (laughs) Have we learned nothing? It's like you introduce some species into an environment. It's like, oh, well, this, you know, this little dog will eat this bug, and then it'll stop this bug from eating these plants, you know. But then the dog eats all of that bug, and then there's no blah, blah, blah to stop this, and it makes some other part of the environment get out of control. I mean, every time human beings try to do this, I can't say every time, but like, look at kudzu. Like, kudzu was brought to the south from, like, Japan because they thought it would stop erosion. And because it's from somewhere else, it just grows out of control. So do we really know what would happen if we put a fucking beach umbrella between us and the sun? Even if it covers up some small swath of whatever, how does that change things? They're like, oh, well, we'll just stop the greenhouse gases or la, 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 or whatever. Yeah, dude, it's a butterfly flaps its wings, man. A beach umbrella dances down the shore. And the whole world has changed. And it's like, well, Sid, dude, what's your problem? You believe in climate change, climate collapse. You're claiming you're going to eat less beef because the water necessary to make alfalfa for cows to drink is like incredibly wasteful. So the beef industry, in addition to the methane, the water used to grow alfalfa is just like insane. Sid, you're telling yourself you're going to eat less beef for this reason. And yet you're mad about this sunshade that's going to help us live longer. (laughs) Yeah. You know why I'm mad is because change starts at home, man. Like, did we not, in the in the early days of the pandemic, when a lot of us were on lockdown, I, I know some of you down south, you know, live in this world where that never happened. Or, or some of you just, you know, decided you weren't going to participate. But, like, those of you with brains did. Whatever. When the world was in lockdown, did we not see dolphins swimming through the canals of Venice? Like like something that like no one who's alive can remember kind of a thing. And that took what? It took what? Like a couple of weeks? 
So, like, hello? Like, change happens pretty quick, it appears, with the environment. I mean, does the change not... Are we really so just caught up in our own ways that, like, no, I need my freaking car that emits. I need my lawnmower that emits. I need my leaf blower that emits. I need my remote control plane. (laughs) It's fine, man. We'll just build a beach umbrella. (laughs) It's fine. We can go on as is. This will save us. It's like, why don't we just start making these changes on our own? Because... <clears throat> it looks like it, it, it's, it's it's like lifting weights. You see the muscle within like a week and a half, dude. We saw dolphins in the canals of Venice within a couple of weeks. Now, I don't know. I don't know if this is the same, but I promise you humans, I rode my bike out to Fort Tilden when it was still spring here, still too chilly for the beach. But I was just, you know, unemployed and Nothing going on, and you couldn't be with your friends, and I was looking for something to do, and so I biked out, you know, hour and 45-ish minutes out there, and, uh, you know, got there, and put my feet in the water, and had a beer, had a snack, had a little toke. I was, like, totally alone, and had these, like... <laughs> polarized like brownish shades on so I felt like I was on the surface of Mars and there was no one else around. It was a really interesting experience. But when I took them off, I'm telling you, man, I don't know if it was just in my head because of the Venice thing. And as we all know, correlation is not causation, but I swear I swear that time and the next time and then when I finally went to the beach for the first couple times the summer of 2020 the water even seemed more clear over there, man. And I don't know if, again, Correlation is not causation. Who knows if it was caused by by that, but it just have we lost our minds? Like can we not just decide, hey man, something's going on around here. Let's take a little personal responsibility. Alright, if you're saying the beef industry's bad, well let's eat a little less beef. Are we really to the point where we're like someone's trying to get funding to put a fun- I mean what a stupid idea. <clears throat> not stupid, but like I've seen the movie Gravity. Some rock's gonna hit that beach umbrella, and then what? Does it fold up? And what happens? I mean, those of us that chose to go see total what was it called? Totality? Totality of that most recent solar eclipse. It was pretty cool. I mean, as the moon started to cover the sun, you heard the crickets. You heard the birds. Like, all the animals were, like, reacting as if it was dusk. It was really, really incredible. Do do we think that, like, oh, yeah, man, this beach umbrella is just going to stop this. Do Do we not think that, like, changing some degree of the... Our closest star shining in here is not going to have some little effect. I mean, give me a fucking break. But again, it's just like, why, why can't we start with a little personal responsibility? And I think it's kind of fun. You know, people love their bottled water. But I proudly 
you know, have just a bottle I keep at work and I refill it all the time and I feel good about myself. It's kind of fun. You kind of pat yourself on the back when you do some things like that. Use a little less single use plastic or this and that. I'm just saying. I was watching, you know me, I watch Frasier. I was watching an episode of Frasier last night, which God only knows what year it aired. And they made a climate, uh, they didn't call it climate change or collapse, of course. They made a global warming joke. And I'm like, dude, if you only fucking knew. If you only knew. Anyway. I know I'm preaching to the converted here. I mean, we're, we're pretty like-minded as humans when it comes to actually being a little, a little smart. A little like, hey, we know this is going on. I know I'm preaching to the converted, but. Gosh, wouldn't it be nice? Man? Hey, to quote the Beach Boys, wouldn't it be nice? Wouldn't it be nice? So humans, let us know. I know I, I, I can't really, I can. I can ask you anything. Who are you pulling for? Who are you pulling for? If you write it in beforehand, I can say we received this beforehand. But let us know what your party's like. Let us know what you're doing. What are people doing these days? You know, I say, I say it all the time. I've been in New York so long, 17 years. I'm in a bubble. I grew up in Savannah. I lived in Knoxville. I lived in Chattanooga. I lived in places that to me were quote unquote normal. Now I'm in a bubble. Tell me what your party's like. Tell me what it's like. Do you Uber? Does someone drive? Do you just walk to a neighbor's house? If your kid's 15, do you let them drive you? How does it all work? Listener line at sydneyhollishow.com. Well, humans, thank you for breaking bread with me. Thank you for coming to the hideaway. I've said it once. I've said it a hundred times. It's the best part of my week. Rapping right here on the mic with you. Rapping. So until we meet again, peace and love. Peace and love.